Hey, we're The Comfort and welcome to The Comfort Podcast. If you're new to us, we're an alternative rock band from Brisbane, Australia. I'm Dom and I play bass and sing. And uh, I'm Liam and I play guitar and sing. So we wanted to start something to interact with you all a little bit more intimately and actually give you some insights into who we are outside of just our music. We haven't always been the best at self-promoting, showing who we are. It's, um, we're just not super outgoing. It's just That's just who we are. So Liam and I just love talking about ourselves and can't get enough of it. So this seemed like the perfect idea to share with you what we are and what the music's going to be from now on. And exactly what the world needs is another two white guys doing a podcast. So that's what we're doing. Um, so firstly, uh, just a shout out to our uh, sponsor, Colcon. Um, <laughs> oh that was a joke for about two people and myself <laughs> that no one else would get. Uh, sell Tell uh, Colin Dom sent you and you'll get no discount. Uh, so we've been on hiatus for, unfortunately, probably almost two, three years now. We've said it a million times. Uh, almost quit, blah, blah, blah. Uh, long story short, brings us to Friday, a couple days ago. We released our first new song, Love is a Dying Plant. Uh, super stoked to have it out. Um, start this new era of the band we have so much more to share um, this is just like the entree before the main course maybe not even the entree this is like when you show up to the restaurant and there's uh they like hey do you want some water here's some bread that's it like you haven't even looked at the menu and that's where we're at but, but um to be honest sometimes when you're eating the bread it feels like it's gonna be the best part of your night oh yeah and the then once, great. once the meal comes out you get a whole new perspective so yeah. just, just you wait but basically yeah fill up on bread for sure because <laughs> the next the entree like there's a bit of a delay in the kitchen so you'll be fine for the next song we put out um Anyway, point of this is to talk about Love's Dying Plant, the new single, which you can go listen to wherever songs come out. Um, we're going to do one of these for all the new singles we have coming out, plus we'll probably do some other episodes about past releases, we'll probably do one talking all about love, um, maybe interview some other bands we like, uh, maybe interview some of the people that uh, on our record that no one knows about yet. Um, so that's a little hot tip for you. Um, but yeah, so we're going to talk about Love is a Dying Plant today, so let's get into it. So we started playing Love is a Dying Plant sort of the back end of the what it is to be cycle, say, three and a half years ago. Uh, first time we played it was at a show in Black Bear Lodge in Brisbane with Eat Your Heart Out and Reside, both incredible bands, one from Newcastle, one from Melbourne. Check them both out. Um, probably played it five or six times after that on separate shows with Drown the City and various other things. Uh, every time we played it, we actually called it Choke because we didn't have a name yet and we couldn't exactly call it Isaac's New Car, which was the demo name. Um, yeah, that's that's actually, so that's how, well, that's how the song, this version of the song started. We got a uh, instrumental demo sent through from Marcus called Isaac's New Car because I think at the time Isaac had crashed and totaled his car, <laughs> one of them. Um and yeah i think he hit your car was what happened that was yeah <laughs> yeah that's, that's not good that's there not <laughs> um but yeah so that that's i guess how one of our writing processes as well um marcus will kind of because he's obviously not a vocalist he brings his musical ideas to the table and then um depending on who's got you know vocal ideas or is vibing to the song um dom and i will kind of 
pick and choose and uh, I think we actually had a different version of the song Dom wrote the lyrics to originally um, bit of a indie rock slightly pop punk but it was like kind of like two different songs in one which is why we didn't use it because um, both bits were kind of good on their own but it didn't make a lot of sense together weirdly enough I wrote the entire lyrics and melody to that track and they kind of fit but then the verses weren't they were a little bit clunky and then I think eventually you actually said hey I really want you to try putting those lyrics over Isaac's new car I can't remember um, saying that to be honest I think you'd messaged me a few times and I was like yeah maybe but I, I was really attached to the way it sounded in the demo we called Nostalgia so I was like, yeah, maybe we'll see, we'll see. And then on one particular day, I, I was just like, yeah, right, I'll try it. And it seemed to have this like really gritty vibe and almost like the first time I sung it, I was like, oh, this sounds like a basement track. Yeah, so, I remember actually we thought that at the beginning. I forgot that. Yeah, so it, I was kind of like, okay, well, this is this is going to work out. So um, we scrapped Nostalgia, put it on the shelf for a little bit. Um, and I moved all the lyrics over to Isaac's new car and it became joke which became love is a dying plant yeah it just it felt like a it just felt like a perfect song we should release and play and i guess that's kind of why we started playing it very quickly because it was we kind of i guess we get a bit bored of things quite <laughs> soon so we just kind of want to move on to the new thing as quickly as possible i guess also because of you know content wise that you like want to you want to share where you're at at that time rather than rehashing you know stuff we did two three however many years ago but um um yeah uh i will add that when we played it in the jam room the first time we went oh this is going to be a really good live song so that's why i kind of rushed it into the set and while we love the what it is to be tracks they definitely didn't suit like a tour with drown this city for example so like a heavy band tour and we didn't want to be playing all of our old ep songs i mean we play a bunch of them anyway but we needed something to bring up the pace in between the the slower and more melodic kind of takes we have from what it is to be yeah i think i think it was definitely one thing we realized is what is to be it was it's very much a listening um album with like on your own kind of thing it's not uh well a lot of our songs i guess are quite like that we're not the we don't have that many upbeat banging live songs but um well we do on the new album um but yeah love is a dying plan just kind of felt like a great uh it just felt like a really great um distillation of what we do um i think one thing we've kind of talked about with ourselves a fair bit is trying to get that kind of the merge the gap between our i guess our more artistic -y, esoteric esoteric and just kind of like songs we want to write and then songs people want to listen to are very different things and um i think with love as a dying plant we really kind of got that good mix of there's a lot of things going on like that bridge is so good and we we kind of managed to fit a lot of the comfort into a three minute 34 second song which i i guess is you know uh, a songwriting challenge for ourselves kind of yeah bringing that gap down 
um because we love the kind of long songs but um yeah the challenge is kind of like not being so um self involved and i mm-hmm. guess um not just you know like we listen to a lot of six minute long songs but that kind of era of music has gone a little bit i um, think having like when we finished love is a dying plant and having it there and something that we were playing it was kind of like a a light bulb moment for us of like oh we can move forward as a band in bringing those two aspects together and it just kind of clicked that we can um, start writing in that way and actually merge the two worlds and that that is actually what the comfort can become so it Mm. just gave us a clear path of our future and what we can do and was probably somewhat pivotal into not quitting as a band oh yeah 100 percent. yeah it was it was hard i guess i mean it's, it's it's kind of like the way music works all the time it kind of things i guess decide themselves like you'll once one kind of era or cycle ends or whatever the last release was sometimes that informs what you're going to do next because like i know the way we work like when we did love i was kind of like well that's done if you want to listen to that go listen to it but I, we don't want to write the same song 10 times and release three albums of the same song over and over and over and over and over. Like, I don't listen to the one style of music all the time. Um, and, like, you'll see on this record, like, the first two songs out compared to the third and then this... I don't want to say how many things we've got going on, but um, <laughs> there's, there's different vibes, and I think that's what... I think that's a really important thing that people don't understand with music is that it's not linear you know it's you don't go okay this is you don't progress heavier or softer like you you can jump all over the shop like we've got the heaviest song on our record on this record we've got the poppiest song on this record um we we like doing everything so like just because what is to be was a certain thing doesn't mean anything and just because this record is a certain thing doesn't mean the next one's like we just do what we want and that's what love is dying plant was it kind of decided it's like okay it kind of energized us in a way and gave a direction to move forward in but um yeah i guess um where where did i guess what was the first line do you know what the first line for the song you wrote was yeah so i'll just um I'll just get the lyrics up so that I don't make any mistakes here. But I think if I'm not mistaken, I probably wrote the chorus first. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it started with the, I really liked the analogy of the, the plant compared to the relationship and how it breathes and you need to feed it and you need mm. to like really tender and care for it. Um, and I really liked I liked the imagery of it as well. So I kind of worked all that out and wrote through the chorus first uh, before going into, I if I think I actually had maybe that second verse, the health and happiness means trying, love details and goddamn smiling. I had that whole uh, phrasing and the way I wanted to spit that out and say it, I, actually, I think I had it in like a separate set of lyrics altogether. And once I wrote, that chorus is like, oh, that fits with yeah, this as yeah. well. And it all just kind of like melted into one and became this idea of like, this is how I want to sing about this relationship. Yeah. Cause yeah, sometimes when you just, you're writing lyrics, it's very much a, 
um, just kind of stream of consciousness, just emotions. Sometimes it probably, like, you can be writing a thing where you think it's the same, all the same thing, but you go back and read and it's like, oh, this, these kind of two things don't um, exactly have the same concept behind them. But you can yeah. obviously tell it ended, like, there comes a point where you're like, oh, okay, I know what direction this is heading now. Yeah, definitely. And um, so I actually wrote this over probably six months where I had like maybe the chorus first and then the second verse and then I think I wrote the bridge and then I went back and wrote the first verse so they were all written in different stages of my processing of the ending of a relationship and I think it's almost reflected in the way that the song plays out and the song reads because there's you get these feelings of bitterness at times and feelings of like sadness and mourning but then there's so much relief into the back of the song and I think it's like a, a way you can sort of talk about and sing about a fragile topic in the ending of a relationship without any disrespect for mm. yeah I, I think definitely itself. reading it well I mean I would say outside of yourself and maybe two other people I would probably know the situation very well yeah um but the i think reading the lyrics itself it's very much uh it's just you know like i think a lot of people always look for a, a side to take in in situations but sometimes like not everything is good or bad or has a thing it's just a this is the experience like um and i think that that kind of comes through in the song like it's not it's definitely not like a fuck you song or anything it's no. just uh it's no. a it's a processing of, uh, you know, a, a situation which, you know, and the intertwining of yourself and another person is really, it's this really interesting thing our species does um, where it's, yeah, it kind of, it's, it's really, well, I mean, it's why we exist, but um, yeah, I, I think it's just, a, it's, a, it's, I'm, it's kind of like potentially, I would say my, top i'd say like top three favorite lyrics i think it's just very good like i was of, reading of all time of all time <laughs> not even our songs um oh, thank you very much no but I, I was just reading them the other day and i was like fuck these are good um but like especially like the bridge and like i was thinking about like what, what were people thinking when they wrote these like how did your brain go to the bridge lyrics where um the like honey the great divide between you and i uh is a symphony i should, probably should have put the lyrics in front of me but how did how did you get how did your brain get to those words i guess uh, some of it is um very very specific circumstances that i think i would be the only person to put the link through like yeah, not, right. e not even the other party in the relationship or anyone close to the situation at the time nothing like it was it's so specific that it doesn't make sense unless you know exactly and nobody but me does yeah right so like without having like i don't i, don't, I like leaving the mystery out there of for course. for the listeners and for yeah, anyone that wants to read that and have their own inter interpretation to it but i like to write a lot that has a very literal meaning and a very um, metaphorical meaning at the exact same time because they have these both 
like parallel universes almost going on between like the symphony being a very specific event and it having this other yeah right yeah well yeah i mean i guess that that comes through quite well because my when i'm like reading things i'm like how do you like how my brain works is like oh how like yeah like i guess my favorite things in i guess musical lyrics is i think the point is you're trying to say something universal that everyone experiences but yeah you're trying to say it you're trying to say like good songwriting is saying something that everyone experiences but in a way that hasn't been said before um i think like that's that's kind of the point of writing a song for me anyway um and you know that's what makes a song good you're not just saying i'm sad you're saying (laughs) you're like okay like this means this guy is sad but that's a really interesting way to put that and for me reading those lyrics i'm like how does a person get to yeah writing those lines because it's such a um i think i think it's just fucking cool but um it's yeah great imagery i love i love coronation drive i think i made you keep that in there as well yeah i was questioning it for a while yeah. but i love um i love really specific things that um i guess for us like or anyone that lives in brisbane like everyone knows where that is and um for you obviously there was a, a very specific situation but yeah i love um really specific personal um references and songs but um what does choking just for the taste mean? So, I, I like I was talking about before with the analogy between the plants and like the the weeds, how the weeds kind of like, I've always thought about this, um, there's this parable in the Bible actually about how um, these, the farmer that plants his crops and then the, cho- the weeds come around and choke the plant until it dies. Um <clears throat> And I can't remember the specifics of the parable, to be perfectly honest. But I, I'm li- Father Peter. <laughs> I, I um, liken the choking just for the taste to kind of the self-destructive nature of the end of a relationship. Mm. Sometimes, where you you're aware of things that might be detrimental to the relationship, but you almost don't mind you're like well i'm just gonna test this boundary here and see what happens because something's not working and there's stuff that needs to be said or conversations that need to happen um and i think how i've said like we've cut away the chance for love's replace that was with going to be my next yeah, question is that kind of like is that the is that does that kind of mean you've gone there's like almost too much baggage to overcome yeah 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 exactly so um i guess like going back to the plant analogy as well and how you like you prune a plant to look Mm. after it and you keep cutting away these parts until there's nothing left to build from yeah and like you if you cut too much of the plant off it's gonna die so yeah that was really where that came from yeah sick and i mean now obviously you've got a budding plant obsession um (laughs) so you've taken it very literally sure um but uh yeah um i'm just looking through these lyrics a bit more Oh, I think, um, I think, I think just for my brain, things I'm interested in, I think this is kind of just like a good kind of lesson outside of the band. I think one of the, one of the best things, and we talked about it personally, kind of at the time, and I kind of actually just confirmed with you the other day, the first two lines in the song, uh, if I just ran away, if I gave it all away, would you have followed or just stay inside the grey? Now, I think 
I think something that's really important and I think speaks speaks to several different things. Um, like I think one, it speaks to, you know, a specific, not, not trauma, but attachment things that a lot of people are experiencing. And, you know, you see it, I think one of the cool, one of the things I've been thinking about with our generation is we're kind of like the, one of the first generations where we're talking about, you know, psychological subconscious mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. in like, you know, there's so many, you know, like, uh, Instagram accounts or whatever now where it's just, you know, therapists and a really big thing. And it, I mean, it's been kind of ruined by, from what I can see on TikTok and shit where, you know, everyone now has something, um, which is, you know, there, there's good and bad bits. Um, I think it's, it has to be, still be done seriously. I think the most important thing with, you know, behavioral stuff is, um, you know, you can get to, you can get to a destination different ways. Yeah. And I, but going back to the point without me doing a classic Liam, <laughs> um, yeah, what I guess I just wanted, which may not be super obvious to people, but like, it's that what I would say is knowing what it is. And I'll let you actually talk in a second. Um, it's that feeling you get at the, you know, when a, when a relationship is kind of like, ended maybe not officially but it's kind of in that you know that there's that kind of gray area depending on the relationship you know where it's like both people might know it's going a certain way hasn't officially gone that way maybe it's and you know there's not a clear break as such but then you know you get we get these emotional responses um that can be you know caused by many different things just our biology and you know our personal experiences but i just wondered if you could say a bit more about kind of your thought process around the you know the introduction to the song yeah sure so um firstly i was wondering where you were going for a while there so was i (laughs) (laughs) um it changed a few times (laughs) but um yeah i mean this is probably one part i'm happy to be a bit specific about because it's um it was about running away and giving up on artistic endeavors meaning quitting the band and saying sort of like asking the rhetorical question after the fact of if i've left this would this have worked and kind of i think in the i tried to put it into the the emotion of the way i sang it that i know it wouldn't have regardless Hmm. but um i didn't say that explicitly so what i I guess what I was, what I'm trying to say is like, I knew that if I was to give up artistic endeavors, I wouldn't be happy and nothing would have worked. Yeah. So, and then to move on to the next part where I quote death cat for cutie. Um, if you didn't immediately realize, but, um, I mean, I did, but. (laughs) but, um, I'm just talking about the gray as in like this section of, I think in, in a lot of um, different mental states, there's a lot of black and white thinking. And I think there's dangers in that, but there's also dangers in just like pandering around the gray area of like not making any certain decisions mm. one way or another. Um, that's probably all there is to say about it, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, I just think it's a, a really important thing 
um, to kind of consciously recognize in people. Like, cause you know, it's that thing where like that it's gotten pretty popular where it's like your emotions are valid. Like there's a, there's a big difference between, um, you know, all, all emotions have reasoning to them. It's whether I guess, um, identifying if that reason is something that should be acted upon and if it's kind of inflamed because I guess for yeah for you like the the question for this first verse is would it be worth making this massive massive sacrifice to um to save something else that may not even be working but it's it's that personal human um you know it's I mean there's so many things to it but yeah, it's whether you should sacrifice something for someone else. Um, but yeah, I think that's a, just a really universal thing. Yeah, that I think at the end of the day, I would have been sacrificing uh, who I was to serve something that was making neither of us happy. Mm, yeah. But yeah, I, I, there's just, I just don't know. I kind of want to ask you about every um, line... Is is the second verse? Is there are there references in there, um, or have you just like I guess health and happiness, love details, smiling? Yeah, so there aren't any references in there. I did actually have a a third section to it originally that like referenced a bunch of Chuck Palahniuk characters and stuff, and it it, it just didn't end up. I think I vaguely remember that. <laughs> yeah, it just didn't didn't end up fitting the overall theme of the song it was about too much else to fit in so I cut it right back to these and I I think that whole second section is just about what I felt or what I feel is working on yourself and trying to trying to grow as a person yeah um and then realizing at the end of the day that also part of who I am is wanting to be a carer and care for people Mm whether that is good or bad in separate situations probably leaves is kind of up to the discretion of the person yeah (laughs) I I I personally would want to delve a bit more into that but probably off air yeah (laughs) (laughs) I keep having to remind myself this is about the band and not me (laughs) interrogating your psychological state um that's what I like to do um when, because, uh, yeah, I guess we called this song Choke for so long. Mm-hmm. When, were there any other titles that came to mind or when did the, because, I mean, the, you talk about the, I guess, concept behind the song was kind of self-evident and informed the rest, but when did that title itself click into your mind? I don't remember, to be honest. I, for, for the longest time, I was going to call it Choke. Um, and I think what happened was... I had this kind of like um, two sides of the same coin perspective on love and relationships that informed another song on the album. And they, I'm not going to give anything about the album away now, but they, they form like a, a back and forth. Which title came first? This one. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. But the, yeah, the other one, Maybe I shouldn't get into it. 
I don't think it matters. Okay. So the, the other one follows a similar metaphor of plants. So it kind of like, once I wrote that, I realized what this song should be called. And they, they were in no means like a, I didn't want to say like, this is good and this is bad. It was just a two separate songs that I happened to use the same kind of, same style of analogy and metaphor. And they fit together in a, like I said, two sides of the same coin. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, it's, it's kind of perfect because it's, I think it's really helpful in so many areas, but I think it's really helpful to think of ideas and, or relationships as kind of, life forms yeah of them absolutely. into themselves and yeah. like kind of the plant a plant is kind of almost the perfect thing for a relationship because you know you don't want to like a, a way too codependent relationship isn't good as much as you don't pour like 14 liters of water over a plant every day because that thing will drown in that yeah and, that's right yeah and you know that that's kind of i think a thing you know, society is learning as a whole. I think we were, we kind of were, um, you know, raised to think of the end goal of life is to complete yourself with a relationship. Yeah, for and, sure. And, you know, I, I don't think it's even... I think it's probably worth saying, and we'll probably talk about it in a later episode as well, but um, the relationship between plants and their surroundings is more important than you realize and i think what what this is love as a dying plant is that at this stage of my life i hadn't figured out how much um the plant or the relationship needs to rely on other living things so like for example there's like the the plants rely on a mycelium network underneath it to contact and work together with all of its surroundings. So Okay, Paul Stamets. <laughs> so so um, on a later episode we'll probably talk about how I guess what I learnt is how relationships need to be um, a team and a partnership a lot more than they are a codependent relationship where like both both of the parties need to be able to exist perfectly on their own before yeah, they can actually course. flourish together. Mm. Just quickly to wrap things up, so last night uh, last minute at, it was, I was for some reason still awake at um, like 12.30 I was like oh I should put some a little question thing up on our Instagram uh, to see if anyone has any questions probably shouldn't have done that at 12.30 at the back end <laughs> of 20 other stories that I'd um, we'd shared but just got just checked quickly and there's two that I thought we'd just bring up so one is from Hang 10 Kid Garrett looks to be from America um, despite the song Sadness, I still feel hope radiating from it nevertheless. Do you guys? Um, so for me, I wouldn't say, I mean, as the listener, um, I would say it has, I don't know if it's hope, but it, I think it's, it has a finality to it yeah. would be, would be what I would say is being picked up there. Um, it's kind of like, it just feels like it's decided almost like it's not a, I think it's positivity rather than hope. Um, yeah. I mean, read into it what you will um, or even closure maybe I yeah guess. closure there's definitely hope for the future but yeah. i think overall it's not a negative breakup song no which is what i like about it i guess yeah i'd say it's, it's just a, it's it's just the summation of a complicated situation and it's it's not one of those songs where it's like uh i want to get back with you i miss you it's like <laughs> this was full-on 
for both of us. Yeah. And this is the, you know, this is the ending of it. There's no, I mean, there's more to it, but there's in this, in this specific isolated world of this song, I'd say it's like, that's done. There's no more, um, you know, there's nothing lingering would be what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other one is song is great. I love the chorus you put out in every song. Thank you. We're quite good at that. Um, from, this is from the flash Austin, uh, don't know where he's from, but he said, where's the album? And I figured we probably should have actually said something a bit more on that earlier. I mean, I did talk about bread for a while there, but, um, <laughs> yeah. So I guess we want to put this song out. We got some, we got a classic comfort situation where we were about to, we were about ready to smash it a couple months ago and we got a last minute vinyl delay that kind of ruined our at that time plan and instead of uh you know pushing things back for the seventh time we we're kind of just like we just want to put some music out so that's why this song is out now and um because we just wanted to put music out there's we'll, we'll have a bit of a rollout till you know more stuff is coming out more news but yeah i'd say in the, in the next five weeks or so it'd be pretty clear what we're doing but this was just a hey we're back um remember we can we can write songs I just wanted to say, hey, get stuff moving instead of just sitting there waiting. So, album's coming. It's very good. I would say, personally, there's at least eight or nine songs better than Love is a Dying Plant on the album. Yeah. Um, I'm really stoked for the next one. Um, that has a little video in it. We'll actually, we'll give you a little um, sneak peek of the next song after, at the end of this podcast, actually. But, um, yeah, we should probably rough up instead of turning this into a... Um, three-hour podcast um do we want to do the other question that came up from um isaac calro oh yeah i I think i've met that guy before what did he say (laughs) um he said why is it so shit oh so um um, i'd say that's a subjective opinion isaac um i don't know my (laughs) my extroversion talking energy's run out here i don't have a joke for that but um isaac's our drummer by the way i don't know if he actually likes our music (laughs) <laughs> um, but how good are the, just quietly I think the drums on this album are fucking sick um, I think the drums and the bridge are fucking awesome with this song but um, yeah anyway I'm not gonna I need to stop talking that, that's a new rule we need for this <clears throat> podcast you need to snap me out of going on tangents yeah um, a little signal that'll cut you short yeah um, but anyway yeah thank you so much for listening um, we've got a lots of things coming up which yeah just keep keeping on things please keep listening to love's a dying plant wherever it is um so we're taking it on the road in june we're um gonna play playing our first shows since uh 2019 yeah october 2019 so if you can come out and see us uh we're playing doing a whole tour with waxflower for their the tour of what went wrong tour for their ep uh which came out check that out as well because it's very good um for fans of pop punk myspace pop punk and Emo. kiss chasey it's it's, it's I, i've been thinking about it. it's 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 uh there's a lot of it's like a that that ep it's like a candle right you know when you buy a candle it has like the top like the top sense middle sense and yeah. base sense like okay. i'd say for wax the top sense the the thing it hits you is that myspacey yeah, yeah, yeah. thing and then we actually listen to it especially the choruses there's just the choruses of like really 
amazing for me melody wise um the ring chorus the soak chorus the misaligned love is potentially my favorite song on the record but there's yeah it's uh there's a lot of depth to the songs that you kind of need to give yourself a minute to um yeah be drawn into but it's definitely not a one of it's not a a shallow or not at all um kind of pop punk mm. band but uh, yeah it's an amazing record you should check out we're stoked to hear wax flower every night um check them out learn their songs uh learn our songs yeah come and sing with us come and hang out with us we'll we're going to be uh, um in sydney at waywards on saturday the Ju- june the 4th uh, then we go to Melbourne on Friday, June 17th at Gasometer upstairs. And then we're coming home to Brisbane on June 18th, Saturday, at Black Bear Lodge. That's actually my partner's 32nd birthday, so Ooh, come celebrate. Lucky girls. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like these, these will be our first shows in so long. Um, so hopefully we remember how to play our instruments. I'm going to have to go back to listen to Love and Other Drugs to remember how to play that song. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll be playing some new ones um, on this tour too. Probably the next single and Hagen's. Um, so Nick Nick um, Hagen's, who takes all our photos and filmed our upcoming videos, he plays guitar for Waxflower um, as well. And he, he messaged me the other day saying we have to play Bloom, um, which is a song you guys will hopefully become familiar with soon. Oh, um, I'd love to play that. Yeah, I think it's a great tour to play Bloom on. Um, yeah, you guys are not ready for Bloom in probably good and bad ways. <laughs> it, compared to the first two songs, it's not going to make much sense, but it's it's so good. That that would be the one thing, just I think I've said that. Don't, don't assume what this record's going to be from the first song or two songs, and then don't assume again after the third <laughs> song. You know, we're, we're, this is... It's a mixed bag in the best way possible. Yeah, and yeah, it's, it's, I think it's the best thing we've done i think it's easily dom's best songwriting work i think he nailed this one so did marcus and izzy i don't know if you. I, and you too. I, I don't know if i i did that but um i think so oh thank you um but yeah that that's it where the comfort um this is our first attempt at this hopefully it was all right but um yeah thank you waffle on and let us know <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut as much out as we can and um, and i'm just going to cut all your parts out so it's yeah, just me talking good. to myself yeah. <laughs> um but yeah thank you guys so much uh We'll put another episode up soon. Tell us what you want to hear, what you want us to talk about. And yeah, thank you so much. This is our next single. And Rafael.